Tonight, we welcome back to the Red Shovel Network two of our favorite guests, the famous young couple of crime detection, Mr. and Mrs. Elric. With the Elrics, Teresa and ML, you, although apparently just like any of a million or so other young married people, managed to have the most extraordinary things happen to them over and over again. In fact, life of the Elrics has never been known to contain a dull moment, which undoubtedly serves to set them aside from the other married people quite decisively. ML is in his publisher's office as the curtain rises, and at the moment is contemplating the fruits of a hard day's work, namely home, wife, and dinner. As a matter of fact, it looks like he's starting to head that way right now. Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric, and you can't spell unemployed without an M and an E and an L. And some other letters that are in there. But uh, it's great to be here on the Red Shovel Network with producer, co-host, uh, shitster uh, extraordinaire, Mark Fellhauer. Oh, I didn't know if it was me or Sean you were introducing. No, he's just a guy who's the, the poop that gets stirred is Mr. Uh, Sean Windsor. Because he's got the poop on everything from sports, Sean Windsor of the Detroit Free Press. And we have a very special guest. Before I introduce this special guest, um, I've been ordered uh, by our legal counsel to read this small statement it says, um, uh, and I want to read, I want to get the language exactly right because I don't want to cause any, any sort of problems. But uh, uh, contrary to prior published reports on ML Soul of Detroit, Teresa Baldus does not snore all the time. <laughs> and not every piece of uh, foliage or landscaping that she has adorned various edifices with has been trash picked or as far as anyone knows stolen. So again, does not snore all the time and not all of the wreaths have been somehow uh, uh, repurposed from other places. And so uh, now that we have got that legal disclaimer out of the way, I'd like to introduce our very special guest, a woman considered to be one of the luckiest women alive, someone who really did well for herself and who uh, is the envy of all other females, that would be uh, my wife, Teresa Baldus. And I know Drew said something the other day about nepotism. This doesn't really count because she's a working journalist and one of the the finest reporters. I also have that in writing here, and I'm supposed to read that um, at the Detroit Free Press. So uh, I liked how you flinched there, by the way, as you were reading that. (laughs) Away from her. People people can't see, maybe. uh, She's right-handed, so I try and be the left. She's not really ambidextrous. Actually, I am. She just hadn't shown you, but I knew that. You you can trash-pick wreaths with your right hand and your left hand so that's, that's right. very that's, that's a, right. those are very good skills i can also slap you with both and have so uh so Teresa's is here to talk to us about some of her superlative work at the uh, at the free press and i wanted to invite you to check out the drew and mike store where you can get these sweet jerseys they're finally in stock we'll be getting those on the website soon some people have said to me i want to get the jerseys i apologize we are getting those on the website so please bear with us we would love for you to come get one of these really soon that those that money that you squander helps support the show as do our good friends at zot ford in holly and i know a lot of you have heard about my friends on other shows on the network but they are 
an important part of our success because without sponsors, we're not here. So not only are my friends at Zot Ford in Holly known for having the hottest sales staff in Oakland County, they're also known for sponsoring one of the other big podcasts on Red Shovel Network. You know, last week I thought they were referring to us. I guess they were referring to Drew and Mike, but we're we're pleased that they are now supporting the Soul of Detroit podcast. And uh, if you go to uh, Zot Ford or DealsInTheD.com, you will be supporting them so they can support us. Because in return for your support, my boy Steve Gabar and his team will make sure your next purchase or lease of a new or pre-owned vehicle is fun, fast, simple, and easy, all while saving you fat stacks of cash. So if it's time to dump your current hoopty and pick up a fresh fly ride, go serve Zot Zot Ford's sensational deals and massive inventory at dealsinthedeed.com. And be sure... Please, if you remember nothing else, be sure to tell them ML's Soul of Detroit sent you. I want to get in that thing and just drive it right away. Do you mind? <laughs> and Teresa actually bought a car at Zot. I did. At one time. Hey, so did I. Yeah, You did, Teresa too. Oh, yeah. That's nice cars. to know somebody in the family will spend money. <laughs> well, she spent my, my money. No, she makes her own money. I make my own money. She sews her own clothes. Now, you introduced she, her and said that she was going to talk about some of her stories, but you oh. told me she was coming in to defend leaving Christmas lights up. Well, she had her passing that one on. She had her lawyer prepare that statement for me. (laughs) So uh, thanks, Herschel Fink. But uh, but yes, if she would like to explain why our house is still very festive, it's because I'm a happy person. (laughs) No, we I keep breaking news here on the Red Shovel Network. Where's Where's Walter? I know. Do you want to disagree with that? I put the Christmas decorations up uh, Thanksgiving for the big family gathering, and then I leave everything up until our daughter's birthday in January. And I've done it every year, so if people want to drive by my house and think that my wreaths are up too long, sorry. And um, the lights are on, and I do it because that's what I do. What's wrong with leaving Christmas lights up? It's not Christmas anymore. Yeah, these are the these epiphany are, these is are over. actually. Oh, by the way, holiday. These lights. are Kwanzaa lights. Yeah, but no, Epiphany Day Kwanzaa. is what January fifth, right? Yeah, twelve days after. Okay. Oh no, they're not. Only well, actually, they are still up. I'm busy. I'm busy. I don't have time to take them down. It still feels Someone like isn't holidays a little bit, right? I Kinda. told you this was a tough room. I warned you before you came in here. Bring your A game. You. <laughs> You could argue that it's a holiday until the Super Bowl. No one's egged my house. My car got shot. That's oh, worse than all eggs. Missing, they're all unhappy, miserable misanthropes like you. No, apparently. no, there's lots of people over in our area that have their lights still on. Really? There are. It's not just us. Yeah, but some of those houses are abandoned. No, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. There, there we go again. So, Teresa, you, you've set the record straight on the, the cause for the decorations being out there. Can you speak to the origin of some of the decorations, how they were acquired? All right, all right. This is really under my skin because she insisted I, on coming on folks no 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 i was gonna have my girlfriend all yeah <laughs> i don't even know i agree laughing. with my wife it's a wise man but all the wreaths everything that we have on our house i buy at a very very nice greenery in detroit on the gross point detroit border called alamans they're a wonderful not a sponsor place. not a sponsor but a great Tom place. Asaway. i buy all my wreaths all my, uh, the greenery that goes on the house, it's always fresh. Every year I put a wreath on every window with a bright red velvet bow. Now, somehow ML has decided to in- insinuate that I trash pick my wreaths. So here comes a disclaimer. I have trash picked wreaths. Truth! Truth! <laughs> and But not for my house, which I guess would oh. make it even worse. And I have I did trash pick a tiny little Christmas tree this year that was perfectly healthy, small, and I put it outside my back door. So now what, my he when? says some 
when when did I do this? Yeah, I mean, if somebody threw it away, doesn't that mean Christmas is over? They did. I did. It was after December twenty fifth. You know, you don't have to lie. Just admit that you spent money. I'm sure you were trying to hide it from him. No, (laughs) this is this is all a ruse, right? It's a game. She's got her own money. She gives me an allowance. I'm friggin' unemployed, dude. I am the breadwinner in this house. She doesn't give me gas money. I'm walking home. That's right. (laughs) When when New Year coming in, I started thinking about. Because you do a lot of story, I just have this image of you sitting down reading court report after court report after and stealing Rees in between <laughs> and stealing. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to get out of the house once in a while, I suppose. Uh, what what story have you done that has gotten the most traction or the biggest response? Uh, well, in terms of readers, the, the the biggest story I did they got the most response was about rapes in Jamaica, about women being raped at. Uh, resorts and the resorts covering it up. And, and and while this may seem like a national or international story, it started because two women in Detroit uh, went on a vacation there and they got raped in the room by one of the hotel empl- resort employees and uh, leave it to a good old uh, tough Detroit girl to fight back, got the gun, turned it on him, shot him, wow. and, uh, and they got the guys. So um, anyway, I just looked into it more. But that story really got more traction and more readers than anything I've I've ever done. And it brought about some major changes because TripAdvisor had been burying these reviews where people said, great beaches, great buffet, didn't like getting raped, you might not want to go there. And they were burying these, and because Teresa called them out, they changed their policy where they would allow these, because the resorts were basically saying, hey, we don't really need that shit going on here, okay? We're trying to mm-hmm. run a business here. And so they, they TripAdvisor agreed to not, basically suppress those critical reviews but then Teresa um, you could say either being a great reporter or being the kind of mean-spirited woman who makes my life hell went back and checked and made sure that TripAdvisor was living up to what they said they were going to do and they weren't so they got called out again she made TripAdvisor change the way they act she can't change the the decorations on our house (laughs) she changed the way you act Oh, you know believe what? me, you should see the script they wrote. It's full of red ink. She's like, you can't say that. And I said, but please, mistress. She said, no. Actually, it's tough for me to speak uh, that clearly with the red ball gag in my I mouth. I think it's easier to get peace in the Middle East than to change ML. He's very stubborn. So, well, let's not give stubborn. up on peace <laughs> in the Middle East. The other shit you can just move on. Now, two it's of your stories your I, I think of when I think of your writing. Number one is, um, it had already broke, but you really dug into the Matt Patricia allegations. Yes. Down in Texas. Yes. Did a lot of work there. Yes. Um, seemed, I mean, it had a lot of color to it, but seemed to be a little bit of a dead end, as that story just seemed to be a dead end. It, it is, and it, but there's, there's always this doubt out there. There's question lingering, you know, what really happened um, on spring break there. And, and uh, I, it's the strangest sexual assault case I've ever covered because in almost every other case, the victim has uh, either, uh, gone to court or outed herself, this victim does not want to be known, does not want this story out. And and I think I'm the only reporter who actually found her. Um, I, I traveled to her home. Was she shocked when you... Um, no, you- she, she wouldn't have... Uh, she, she wouldn't come to the door. She wouldn't answer my calls. Um, she won't answer my letters. Her family doesn't know. Um, I don't believe her husband knows. It, it, it was. Uh, it, it, I think this is one of those stories where what she went through, she has decided that listen, this is uh, going to the grave with me. Um, I got on with my life, and and let him do whatever he's going to do, and uh, and and that's what she has chosen. But 
you know, the people that I spoke to, the court records I was able to pull up um, and information I was able to gather, I mean, there's still uh, there's still a lot of what really happened uh, out there. And, and this, this person, this uh, accuser, I'm going to call her, although she hasn't really said anything since, since the uh, case was brought, is a very accomplished, um, impressive individual. And my suspicion is, and I don't know because they haven't spoken to me either, is that uh, they don't want to be defined by this. And, yeah. and my biggest problem with this whole story, besides the fact the Lions either didn't do much of a background check or, or ignored what they saw, is, is my concern is, I think, going to come to pass that Matt Patricia will be dismissed eventually as the Lions football coach, not because there's some serious questions about his character and his conduct, but because the Lions don't win. Mm-hmm. And I like to think, I often say to my friends who are Spartan fans, that I would much rather cheer for an honorable 0-12 team than, uh, than the national championship of thugs. But uh, it looks like I'm getting to cheer for a pretty somewhat honorable 7-6 and team, so I'm not sure it's actually working out for me. But, but this, this, this accuser, you know, you have to remember... She went to the authorities in a college party town where they're used to this sort of thing and probably, I would think, don't take too much of it too seriously. Where was it? Was it Corpus Christi? Was it It Paradise Island? No, South Padre Island. South Padre, okay. And and Teresa can speak to this better than I can, but but they took this case seriously. I mean, they were going to, you know, they the only reason it didn't go forward is because she got home and decided, you know what, for whatever reason, I'm... Doesn't this really illuminate, like, um, when something like Harvey Weinstein happens and everybody comes out of the woodwork? It's like, well, where were they before? It's like, well, that's a strength in numbers thing. It it is, and I and I I mean, this was coming out during the the Me Too movement, and again, not the I, incident, but the accusation. The accusation, yeah. yeah so, or not, no, sorry, not the accusation, the information, yeah, because the, she didn't push this. This yeah. was found by, I think, Rob Snell, Rob the news, Snell, the Detroit News, dug show. it up. Yeah, and and so. Hi, Rob. Uh, you know, yeah, good job. Great writer, Rob. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. One of the best in town. <laughs> I've been told the second best. <laughs> and Sean's like, I'll make that the third, brother. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> he doesn't like anything he wrote. Even, no. Even though he's a very fine writer. Yeah. No, not me. Rob is. You are. Everybody's better. That's fine. By the way, thugs. No. That's not a word we probably ought to use. Really? John Beeline just got in trouble for that. You know, did. I, I have an issue with not being able to use it. If you're a thug, you're a thug. But 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 the problem is when you just said thug, a lot of people are going to think you mean black folks. That's the problem. Mm. That's their problem. No, it's not. Oh I, shit! I, I, oh, I and we can't use it. I can't use it in my stories. And I, I've found somewhere I've slipped Seven, it in. Seven three four. Say creep. Say yeah. sexual assaulter. Say whatever. Say the specific. Say rapist. So now we're gonna yeah, but I mean we're gonna get rid of words because somebody's upset. No, I I that bugs me. I, and I cover the courts. I cover a lot of bad people, and they are thugs. If it's code for N-word, then uh, I got no problem with abandoning that, ab- banishing Yeah, but that's whatever. assuming that it's always used as code for that. But a lot of times it is. Why would that It's not that, it's not that big a deal. Not. English has a lot of words out there. Yeah, but it's, why, not that, it's not that hard not to use that why one. Why are we tearing words out of the thesaurus because, because people are trying to, to, to Im- Im- imbue meanings in them that aren't there? But the meaning is there. 
No. Uh, hey, listen. The uh, maybe the, not when you just used now, it. This but is the not a, is this is not a racial reference. Too many people. But the black and tans who got out of the English prisons to come beat the Irish up in 1916 were thugs. And there's nobody whiter than a bunch of English guys who've been in prison. Okay. <laughs> and, and if let I, me tell you something. Actually, they're almost translucent. Whiter than you, but. <laughs> and, and I've been called a thug. <laughs> really. Are there, many, woke. are there many thugs in Gross Point? I, I, I guess wait, I didn't wait. realize Wait, you that. just used, when you did use the word thugs, you were talking about the lions or were you talking the about- Spartans. No. Never. <laughs> no, I, I, I forgot. About the I forgot because uh, I, I'm getting vertigo up here on this soapbox with All Sean. Right. Okay. But where, <laughs> where, where, how did I use thugs? Can you we... use thugs to describe the- You you said I would rather support oh, no, yeah, a team yeah. that's an honorable 0-12 team than thugs. Than a national champion of thugs. Of thugs. Yeah. Okay. But there are four players on the team that I think you're inferring to because there's a big report. Tony Actually, Paul. I'm not referring to those guys. Who got tra- I'm just I'm, I'm referring to football teams that involve people of any race, national origin, or, or, or original gender who beat the shit out of people at bars who have fights in dormitories who attack women who i mean michigan state recruited i think it was a tight end from florida a white guy who beat up his girlfriend and they ended up not bringing him to campus in a rare uh, moment of of clarity but he's a thug white boy white boys can be thugs Mm -hmm. al capone big thug if black folks say that's a coded word you know i got no problem with that it's the same reason we don't say colored anymore but let's fight about real things let's fight about racism not the words because i'd rather words are part of racism on the problem than getting distracted by all this other stuff where it's just like well i i'm i'm glad that you agree with me that this is a problem but don't say it that way i say what yeah. Let's fight the problem. Language matters. Let's not let's yeah, not get the white I, out or the the uh, the does. copier or whatever we want to call it. I, I really think and, context, and mess up the dictionary. I think context and tone matter more than the actual word, and that's what drives me I agree. nuts about Twitter because there is neither of those. Because you're down to 140 characters, right? And it's tough to it's tough to put a wink. Although I guess we have emojis and all that other crap, emoticons. Well, but does anybody really think that John that you're being is a racist? Yes. Are we being fair to John Beeline to say that he's a racist? No, but let me let me say guy? this: if he had, I mean, apparently he did use it, but if he had used it and wasn't trying to say slugs, which is kind of an old school coaching word, which makes sense for him, if he had actually meant to, from, use it, from meant to use it, then he then he would have lost his job the next day. A slug. No, if he had meant to use thug, if that is that if that's what he that's was ridiculous. To say, if anybody he absolutely would have lost his job the next and, day. If for John Beeline. To lose his job because he used a word that some people consider to be racist. Who you mean that really, his team considered? Who, who yeah. really thinks John Beeline is a racist? No, Call he's never right had it. And I wrote this when yeah, I wrote so about it. So why should he lose his hint. job because he used a he word? He shouldn't, but he didn't. Exactly. Okay. He wasn't trying to say and it. He was trying debate. to say slugs. If you believe that. If you believe that's what Sorry, he I don't mean to lean away. Maybe I should because no, no. Mike is being thuggish and I'm afraid right now. <laughs> is it because I'm black Irish? Because we were poor? Is that what this is? I got a hockey poor jersey again. on. The There's fifth, $75 at the DrewMikeStore.com, by the way. <laughs> Your whole family, this is the only new clothes you guys have had in a while. You're ripping on my hockey jersey? So you're saying I'm cheaper than you? I didn't know that was possible. No, I'm just saying you just got them a couple weeks ago. I, I, and I, I need to jump in here. All the, the, the jokes about him being cheap. I don't know anybody more generous than this guy. And we've hosted more parties at our house and had more people drink at our house, eat at our house, 
than just about anybody I know. So I'm, I'm going to have to nix that that, wow. that he's cheap joke. It really gets under my skin. I don't like it. You're acting he's a little been, thuggish. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get thuggish. I, I, he's incredibly generous. Of course, I, he's generous. I, I think he's super generous with his time, with his money, with with his friendship. Shit, so this is now cost I'm me on my soapbox. Stop talking! I can't afford this. Gonna, is it, no, is this it fair is, to call him frugal? He is very frugal. All right. And there's a difference between Never frugal. Never trash pick a wreath, but I guess I'm frugal. <laughs> there's a difference between being smart with your money and being cheap. Cheap people make me crazy. Just like he there's is, a difference between he is not uh, cheap. You know, thug and rapist. <laughs> See, it's context. No. Damn. So, Teresa, what's that story you're working on? It's, uh, Robert Snell, we, we have a, a Facebook Live comment from rsnell at notdetroitnews.com. It says, oh, Teresa, what are you working on? I'm, I'm just having a smoke. <laughs> And check and pacer. Are you working Love on anything Rob. big? Do you really want to know what I'm working on? Yeah, I do. No, don't. He doesn't. I do. Can this you is say? live. Don't tell the rest of Detroit. Oh, no, no, because it'll... Because it'll, it'll, oh, it'll, it's not that good? Um, it, I mean, it's not... You know, it's, it's not good. That good. It's okay. all good. All the stuff I write is good. I have a sign on my desk that says that, by the way, so my editors don't bother me. But uh, <laughs> Did he just say it's not that good? <laughs> no, no, she said it's not that good. I was asking. It was an interrogative statement. Oh, okay. Wow. Silence. Yeah. Complete science. Well, Sorry, I'm, that's, just, that's I'm, just, a first. I'm just, I'm just counting my pennies. Go ahead. <laughs> See, he may, he says he describes himself that way. I'm trying, I'm, I'm so trying to see we, if I have enough have to get a new ribbon it. for those worn out ass wreaths. Right. No. no. <laughs> hey, you know what? Before we get to that, this is a good time. Speaking of savings, if you want to save some money, ah, oh boy, these, you know, the 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 sponsors love the response they get from our listeners. It's the segues that are killing them. They're just like, you know, hey, thanks for. Now that you mentioned cheap people and thugs and everything, uh, please read our spot. The best way to do it is to point it out as you're doing it, too. Oh, damn it. Happy New Year, and uh, and happy uh, it's time to change the wreath day from our friends at Hall Financial. And they have a couple questions for our listeners. Are you paying more than 4% on your mortgage? Do you have lingering? Oh, I wasn't sure where he was going with that. High interest credit card debt. Okay, that's not as embarrassing. You may or may not... Are you frugal? Oh, who's not frugal? Only smart people are frugal or yeah that's cheap? right i don't know about cheap well cheap is you know let's take that word out of the dictionary uh you may or may not know that right now <laughs> rates are within fractions of a percentage point of their lows of the last 10 years a smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews that has recently been averaging 10 days from start to finish on listeners that have applied for a refinance of their mortgage and that's hall financial and in particular my man, Dan Morrison, who made a very complicated transaction involving Treese and I go through on the cheap, in time, very fast, very complicated. But we made it happen on uh, our latest uh, rental property in the Elric Baldus Empire in East Lansing. By the way, the upstairs on that apartment is available if anybody would like to rent it. Um, we uh, <laughs> just uh, Is this an ad for Hall or for you? Well, you know, we're we're intertwined now. We can't separate ourselves because if we True. don't get a tenant, I don't pay the mortgage. True. So they're very they're very vested in this. It's a simple process. It's no secret, and it's no secret that saving money is not cheap. Smart. You can get started by calling two four eight three zero eight five thousand or going to davidhallmortgage dot com. A lot of homeowners need to reduce their rate, shorten their term, eliminate PMI, or take cash out. Now is the time. Hall Financial has those 1,000 five-star reviews. I think I put them at 1,001. And their clients love them for a reason. If you want to check in to see if something makes sense for you, go to davidhallmortgage.com to get started or call 248-308-5000 and make sure to tell them ML sent you, equal housing lender NMLS 1467435. Do it. 
Now! Maybe they can sponsor the new mini segment we have within the show. Oh, what's that? I say get your resumes ready. It's an MLL Rick employment update. He doesn't work. I mean, he loves it. On the soul of Detroit. You should get a job making people nervous. <laughs> Been a very busy week on the unemployment front. Um, yesterday... I uh, I spent uh, way more time than I would like to admit to scrubbing a toilet in that uh, <laughs> in that upstairs rental. It's now very clean. Oh, um, now it's available. It's very fantastic. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. Uh, the day before that, I scrubbed the shower, and um, I will just tell you, and I don't want to disclose too much because we have to respect the privacy of uh, our previous tenants or the previous landlord's tenants. That uh, the previous tenant was. Uh, a ginger and hairy. Oh, gross! Um, uh, luckily, uh, I was able to dislodge that uh, that wig that had somehow been <laughs> deposited in the drain of the shower. Oh, God. And I will tell you, not That's that like you a would, lovely place. Yes, you would not want to, but you could eat off that bathroom. Any surface in that bathroom now would be suitable for serving food. So that was. Uh, so that's how you're spending your time. That's how some of my time. I'm, now, I, I, I usually been, ask you. I'm going to ask your wife today. Um, is he missing the grind? He's still as busy as he ever was, and and, and I, yeah, I don't I don't think he's missing anything. Terribly I, compensated. That's the only problem. Yeah, <laughs> I I I, uh, I you know I, I can't tell. He is gone just as much as he ever was. He's on his laptop as much as he ever was. Doing what? You know. <laughs> It takes a lot of time and effort to. It's, this I is, wasn't going to say that, Mark. This but, uh, is like Seinfeld. It takes is. it takes two men to keep this woman happy. <laughs> so, Maz, if you're out there, I understand you're available. Actually, you know somebody somebody donated to us, which you can do at mlsolvedetroit.com. Hit the donate button, and they said they were pulling back their donations from the Drew and Mike show and splitting them between me and Charlie, hoping that we could. Uh, maybe be encouraged to bring Maz on, and I love Maz, and I'm I'm a big I fan of, of Maz mm-hmm. Day. But but here's here's how much they're offering us for this inducement. The inducement is five dollars. Hmm. So I don't know whether this is a tribute to Maz or whether this guy is saying, yeah, five, Maz is worth five bucks. <laughs> See if Tom will come in. If, for if you five give bucks, if you then. give him a place to stay that's warm and dry for a couple <laughs> hours, here's five bucks. Here's a fin. So uh, uh, regarding regarding the word, I don't know, man. Last time I think we talked about stories that you had done. Oh, and um, were kind of shelved. Uh, yeah, we talked about two of them, and you hinted. Were there other ones? There was one more um, that uh, I thought you said there were four. But you, there was one more. No, I was working on one that we didn't finish. Um, there was the year in review, which didn't air, and we could have finished the other one. Uh, they said don't bother. Then there was the year in review, which did air. That's not a bit an important story then. I thought it was a pretty good story, but uh, and uh, and then there was a story that that uh, that uh, a version of it aired uh, last week, and I know that because I was getting uh, contacts from people saying, "Hey, was this was this a story that you had done?" And I said, uh, "I guess we'll see." What was the six. story? Uh, it was about a local. Um, plaintiff's attorney um, who uh, happens to be a major advertiser at Fox 2 and uh, he got in a little trouble because he had um, sent a subpoena to the Salvation Army claiming that he had a lawsuit and he was seeking records that would help him determine whether or not he had a client who had been injured 
while doing some work. The only problem with that, and anybody who's out there can get all this information from the Attorney Discipline Board website, um, and there's some fascinating stories there about some of the shystier shysters out there. I'm sure. Um, you have to have a lawsuit to file a subpoena, and if you don't, you violated the code of, code of conduct. Uh, this attorney, his name is Lee Steinberg, was uh, there was a complaint filed by the Attorney Grievance Commission, which is like the prosecutors of the, the legal profession. The people who hear those complaints is the Attorney Discipline Board. They're sort of the judge and jury, and they uh, they saw this case fit to to take forward, and Mr. Steinberg, to his credit, acknowledged, you know what, I sent this subpoena, I shouldn't have done it, it was an error in judgment, I've never done anything like this in my 47 years, I'm throwing myself on the mercy of the court, and he paid a $750 uh, fine. That's interesting, because I saw the story, and watching it, I had questions about the story, but now I have other questions about the story and how it was put together. My first question about the story... Well, we had talked about the story when I was working on it, because like, hey, what are you doing? You know, you're not here in the basement, what are you wearing? I said, well, I got a pretty good story about, about... you know, First a major off. attorney. Uh, 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 you know, everybody knows Lee Steinberg, right? Call Lee yeah, Free, you yeah. know. A little sidebar. His ad used to say, I'm coming. And then some people talked about it. And then after that was talked about, it's been changed to, I'm on my way. Oh, geez. Okay. Just a little fun fact. Is it that hard to file a lawsuit? Um, no. And in fact, we interviewed Larry Dubin, who is uh, a, a pretty pretty well-respected legal expert. Was that the guy in the piece? Yes. And Standing he said, in front of like four feet of snow, which we haven't had about, we haven't had that much snow since November. I think it's fair to say the story that, that my partner and I did was completed uh, some time ago. Um, but, uh, but no, he's, you know, cause one of my concerns was, Hey, you got a million people coming to your law office to file a lawsuit, right? It costs money to file a lawsuit. You're only going to take the cases that you think you can win because you don't get paid unless they win. So maybe the issue is she's just trying to save some money and figure out whether it's worth filing a lawsuit. And Larry Dubin, uh, professor emeritus of law at the University of Detroit Mercy, said it's not that expensive to file lawsuits. I'm sure that cost was not an issue. Uh, Now, it might be for me because I'm frugal. (laughs) But um, to me, it seemed, you know, he was was sort of given a slap on the wrist – um, so I didn't think it could be that big a deal, but what the, uh, the, uh, Larry Dubin, the expert said was, this is a big deal because the very foundation of our legal system is, you know, you should be able to defend yourself against charges and the way you let somebody know that there's something to defend themselves against is that a lawsuit is filed, which generates some notices and, you know, gets a process going where, you have a right to find out what somebody's saying about you. And- is this the kind of thing that once it, when something happens like that, that this isn't the first time? Well, uh, funny you should say that. Um, uh, Lee, who to his credit did answer the phone when it's, I called. Because it, it's odd that you would get caught your first time doing something like that. Well, I, every time by the ethics I've been caught speeding was my first time. But um, exactly. even the second time. But um I um and I don't mean to suggest he's done this before, but when I called Lee, he took he, he took the call and uh and once I told him what I was talking about, he's like, you know, I'm not gonna talk about it, you know. I I got nothing to Wait, to you say. talked to him? And he hung up on me on the phone. Because you know, I call people first. I call people to make a meeting to sit down with them if, if like adults, and if they don't want to do that, then I chase them like little children. Can I throw out a hypothetical here? Yeah. Uh, if that story ran, the call like, was free. By the way, one eight hundred. I think the station paid the bill. But when uh, when you were still at Fox, if that story ran, then would that phone call have been in the piece? 
Uh, in fact, uh, it was in the story that we proposed for air. Okay. Um, and then we had to go find Mr. Steinberg. So, uh, and he didn't want to talk to us then. Oh, another reason for a stakeout. Yeah, and uh, it was a great stakeout. And uh, because we we knew what he drove, and uh, the funny thing What's is— he drive? Just out of curiosity. Um, well, he had—I uh, think uh, he, 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 the car we were looking at was uh, a, a rather nice Audi. Oh, all right. And so we're sitting outside the office with what we presume is the employee entrance— and sure enough, after some time, he comes out and he's walking towards this Audi. So we approach him, you know, hey, Lee, ML Elric, you know, just wonder if you could answer some of those questions for us. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to talk to you. And then he goes to a completely different Audi. Ooh. I'm like, how many Audis does this guy have? Right. Like, they must be nice. But, uh, but hey, he works hard, so he's entitled. Would that but, have been in the piece? Uh, or, let me rephrase that. Was that in the piece that you proposed to run when you were there? It was in the yes. And, okay. And uh, and one of the funny things is Lee is getting in his car. He says, uh, "I expected better of you." And I'm like, "What do you mean expected better of me?" <laughs> Did you say I, I expected you? Better, I expected yeah. better of you. Well, that's what I said. I said, "Me, you know, I I wanted to, you know, I want to sit down and talk about doing, this like like adults." You're but doing um, your job. <laughs> yeah, and and I did ask him. I said, "You know, is." Is this is this the first time you've done this, or just the first time you got caught? And he didn't want to answer Great question. that. Yeah, and I think that was, and that know. was not in the piece. So let me ask you the mechanics of a piece. Uh, how much time did you have to run? A full story. Because your story is usually after the quarter hour mark. Oh, Fox is great. Yeah. I mean, we've done stories that ran as long as, I think, 12 minutes. Um, yeah. Usually that's with some Q&A after. How long would that but piece have been? We've done packages, which is really the little movie that you see. We've done them as long as 10 minutes, and that's that's too long for a part of the news. So we'll break them in half and say, you know, the rest of the story after the break. So time is never an issue. How, how long was the Lee story you proposed for air? This would have been um, this would have been around five minutes, four and a half minutes, which for us would have been a rather short story because the story was pretty clear cut. Yeah, he admitted to what he was accused of doing. Paid his fine. Uh, he paid his fine, and the Salvation Army said, "Hey, listen, we we respect the privacy of our clients, so we don't give anything up without a lawsuit." Uh, Mr. Steinberg had filed a lawsuit, so we didn't give anything up. The repackaged version, far shorter. Uh, well, it didn't include any of the encounter. They, they, it did include some of our interview with Larry Dubin, but it didn't include any of our encounter with Mr. Steinberg. Huh. Who is an advertiser? Uh, but they ran it. He was I certainly get, on TV more than I am. They, did, they didn't have to run it. They had the perfect excuse not to run the story. Yeah. I, they I, ran it They're in a repackaged way. I was told that, uh, that the station acknowledged that this was a story and that we would report on it. And I will just tell you that up until my last day there, I was inquiring, when is my story going to air? And I would have uh, liked to see that version. And I was just told, we will report on this. And t- to their credit, they did. So you um, actually, this is the problem with you leaving. You actually got him on camera and asked him questions. The repackaged story was just an email from his lawyer, which I find it funny when lawyers have lawyers. Yeah. But it was just an email from his lawyer. Well, it also one of the things that I thought was interesting is after There's a fewer that lacks a lot of punch. Yeah, after my story basically got put on ice, um, Mr. Steinberg responded and said, "You know, well, eventually the Salvation Army did voluntarily give up the records." And when I contacted the Salvation Army to say, "Well, I have some new information with Mr. from Mr. Steinberg," and this sounds like uh, it contradicts what you told me before, the Salvation Army said. Um, we stick by our original statement. So I don't know if that means that 
that Lee was not truthful with us or whether there's some nuance there that I'm missing or that the Salvation Army chooses not to address. But I will tell you that some of my concerns about the way the story uh, was handled um, made it easier for me to make my ultimate decision to uh, separate. Before we wrap up this uh, segment about all things ML, <laughs> and uh, and let me. Um, <laughs> hey, also, uh, I, 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 I no, I'm gonna, I was going to. But, gonna, but before we get, to, I got, I want to say. I something was going to point this out right here. Amy Dean, who is the mother and the, and a wife of two of the most courageous guys I know on the East Side, both afflicted with cancer, both wonderful people. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, they're in my prayers often. And, uh, so I want to say hey to the deans because great family, check them out on Facebook. Eric's troopers. Great group. First of all, something nasty. No, I I don't want to say anything. I'm going to offer a bouquet. (laughs) I've learned first of all, that thug is okay. Now you're speaking French and cheap is not. So now that I know that, now that I understand cheap is, cheap is terrible. Thug is uh, great. So now that I've understood it's that, great. it's okay. It's you know okay. what's really Fine, bad? Whatever. Cheap thugs. Okay, there you go. I just I want to. There's a listener, watcher, both. Maybe somebody out there on Facebook, whatever. His name is Ed Stalker. Stalker. Who who commented? Uh, wow, ML. She is beautiful. Referring to Teresa. Oh, I thought uh, she was. Re- I, I he was thought referring Teresa to should you. know that. No. I thought this was a plug for Sean. But the, but the wow part I enjoy because like the you know that. He was assuming that you you would. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I got some gutter snipe yeah. here. It's like, Very, yeah, he's, uh, this eye patchy biatch is my, that's my speed. Very you know, nice, I used to be beautiful. Very nice hair, by the way. Uh, do you want to say where that's modeled after? Because we found out before the show. <laughs> I, I thought it was a really funny story. The difference is Teresa parts it to the right. Good, I, I'm glad we're getting back to something <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought exactly. it was a funny here, story. It is, it is. And she I, is beautiful. I have, thank you. And I don't just say that because I'm cheap. That's right. We were talking about local politicians. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. And I have a picture on my phone of Rashida Tlaib <laughs> because I love her hair. And There's I nothing wrong show with it that. to my hairdresser. I'm like, this is how I want my hair cut. And I always keep it on my phone just in case I, I forget. So, so yeah. Rashida parts it to <laughs> the left. great. I think that's wonderful. Mine's yeah. parted to the right. Wait. That means nothing about my politics or hers. It's just coincidental. No, in fact, she should have the mo where it's parted in the middle, middle because yeah. we're, we're objective. We are. Sean, I don't know where your politics are. You're wearing a hat. I have no politics. You could be. <laughs> I'm no wearing hair, so yeah, it's perfect. No. Damn, so are you telling me that if you had like a bouffant, you'd be very political? <laughs> no, I'm telling you that I th- this uh, this hat I'm wearing actually has a Tigers logo on it, but I turn it around because I'm supposed to be objective, right? Because I write about sports, so I can't be wearing paraphernalia of uh, of the teams right. that I cover. But my mother gave me this hat 20-some years ago before I was a sports writer, and I can't part with it. You know, it's kind of a sentimental, so in any case. I want to ex- I want to Your mother was the- a great woman who loved you. Great piece, too. Unlike Which you. A lot of people would be like, who could? Yeah, well, a mother could, and she did. wrote a great piece did. on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank absolutely. you. Wonderful piece. Someday I want to explore the whole idea. She may be of- too forgiving. That's all I could say. Of writers and objectivity. Because mm. wasn't it um, Hunter S. Thompson that just said, no, no writer? That made shit up. Well, he did. Well, on payo. No, he's right. But yeah, he no, said, or no, mescaline. It's impossible. Mikey pretends there's objectivity. But, well, I think uh, you strive for it. Here's what I'll tell you about objectivity, and it's what I would tell it's you cheap. about, about uh, the Lee Steinberg stories, the one that didn't air and the one that did air. Um, what does it mean? Frugal. What do you make of it? I would just say be, be your own judge. And we try to do that with all the stories, you know. So there's a bunch of differences between LaDuff and me, um, uh, you know, First of all, how could I ever be LaDuff? There's only one. Um, and I think uh, any reporter who 
wouldn't want to have the success in the in the uh, in the uh, the panache of Charlie is not worth a damn. But um, but Charlie liked to tell people what to think. You know, I remember one story where he was reporting on the latest carnage and said, "Get mad, Detroit! Get mad!" Mm-hmm. And to me, I would never say that because I feel, and I'm not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. But to me, I'm more comfortable saying, "Listen." We've laid out all the facts. Here's what we did. Here's what somebody else did. Here's what we found. You be the judge, because I think people should make up their minds. And one of the one of the jobs that someone had proposed to me was to become a columnist. And I said, you know, at one point I would have liked to have been a columnist, but now I think there's just too much of people telling people how to think. And I think what we really need to do is lay it out as fair and as thoroughly as we can and let people make up their own mind. Because if... If you see what's so plain, you'll reach that conclusion on your own. And if you don't see it, and I tell you what I think it is, you're not going to see it because who the hell am I? And now you're not going to trust me the next time because you feel like I'm trying to tell you how to feel, what to think, and that's not the purpose at all. We don't want to do that. I mean, that's that's just that's not journalism. That's commentary, and that's what's killing cable news. Although I guess they're yes, doing really no, well right. financially. Well, but the, the reason is the media, them. the uh, trust in us has been undermined is because people mistake the the slugfest that they see on on cable TV as journalism. It's not. It's newstainment. It's it's good looking young people who haven't been around long enough to really know what they're talking about, talking about things with tremendous authority. And screaming at each other. And I'll tell you what, don't watch it. Read a paper. Get the free press. Get the news. Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. And uh, and that's a safe bet, as is, super smooth segue, mybookie.ag. Point it out once again. That's right. Oh, damn it! We just talked about that! Oh, okay, so I probably shouldn't read my bookie, my bookie promotional talking points. Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and in Detroit, it is not very much at all, no matter how much Sean will try and keep you engaged by his thuggish work for the... Sorry, let me get back to the copy. The reigning champion Patriots have already been knocked out of the race. Who will step up in their place? Not the Lions and not the Ravens. I bet you have a gut feeling about where the next Super Bowl is hung. Banner. Whoa. Super Bowl is hung? Okay. We'll edit that out. Maybe not. Uh, anyways, just go over to mybookie.ag and make your predictions a reality. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. Big. Slowing it down for Joe. Joe, get a vowel in that last name. Okay, you got to E. Never mind. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to one hundred thousand dollars. No, one thousand dollars. One. Th- Let me be clear. You put a thousand dollars in. Read this before. Well, it's. I'm now. I'm getting criticized by the. Uh, I told you not to pay attention just, to it, Joe. Damn it. Okay. And he's taking a shot at Zoof, Joe. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. I'll meet you on Woodward, Joe. We'll take this. Wait! I can read it. I can read it. <laughs> you know what, Joe? I'm, this is how I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you Wolverine style, where everybody says Elric is going to beat Joe's ass, and at the end of it, you'll kill me. So Okay, sorry. Cheap shot at Michigan. In there. You can bet on Michigan next year, by the way. Um, so you can deposit $1,000, and they'll give you $500. 
If you deposit $100, they'll give you $50. If you deposit $2, they'll say, get that cheap ass out of here. We want the frugal guys. So may I suggest that you deposit a reasonable amount of money, money that won't be your mortgage payment or your utility Where do payment. we deposit it? Oh, uh, mybookie.ag. But here's the key part. Use the promo code SOUL to activate the offer. You cannot get the match if you don't enter the promo code S-O-U-L. And the reason this is important is because if you support them, they support us. And I know you're thinking that we're going to have sports books at the casinos. I was just having lunch with Cam Evans and Neil Rule from the Straight Cash Homie podcast, and they are predicting that you will not have on-site betting for sports in Michigan until March. So if you want to get involved in any of the games going on for the next couple of months, get in there now. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in. And I'll never change. Ray Dunn, Ray Dunn, Ray Dunn, Ray Dunn, Ray Dunn Infinity, Ray Dunn Infinity, plus one. Our great debate this week already occurred earlier. It involved a dictionary, a thesaurus, and uh, the English language. But it turns out there's some more stuff for us to fight over. And to throw the first punch, I was going to say the first blow, but I didn't want to seem like I was making some sort of sexual overture. Is first or Mark? Mark, or? I don't know what well, we're debating. I'll mention how it came up. You know, there's been a lot of talk. Oscar nominations came out, and there's just a lot of talk about there's not enough diversity. There's not enough females. There's no females directed nominated for Best Director. But we were talking about Western movies, and I said, I, I just don't like Westerns. I don't. Uh, and then I thought about Blazing Saddles. I guess that could be My favorite genre. I love Westerns. But then I asked Sean, I'm like, do you think Blazing Saddles could be- you like be- Star Wars? Love Star Wars. Star Wars is a Western. Sure. But it's in space. But then Westerns are really just- Is this what the debate's about? Greek trade. No, 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 no. No, but you're I, right. I, you're, that's, a, that's a fair point. I love where you're going with it. Well, my uncle I, I would rather be in space than the Wild West, though, I guess is how I look at it. Less dusty. <laughs> unless you like Stardust. Glenn Miller reference. Sorry for all you uh, squares out there. Okay. Yes. No. Um, well, yeah. But, but Blazing could Blazing Saddles... Saddles be made in today's environment by this version of Hollywood right now? Not that makes by all... a white Jewish guy. Okay, oh, meaning Mel Brooks, right? Or any white Jewish guy. I think I think a black author might be able to do Blazing Sales, but I think you can't have Slim Pickens and all these other guys dropping n bombs. I think th- the times have changed. Really? So it is possible to rethink about how we use words. I didn't. I didn't know that. Hmm. See, Sean is learning and growing. Okay. And that's your great. No, but- no, but don't you think that? Don't you think that if anybody tried to make that movie now, the, the studios would say, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, No, I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. with you. you. You couldn't make that now. And that's a great debate. You really think so? Oh, I guess we got more. Um, would, would, uh, would a major um, studio, you don't think a major studio would put their neck out there for, I'm not saying like a remake of that movie, but a you don't see those kind of movies anymore. You don't see the old school. You don't see Animal well, look, House. Oh, how about this? Let's not go back that far. What was the, the Vietnam satire? Ben Stiller and Tropic of Thunder. Tropic Could Thunder. you make that right now? Could you do full retard bit right now? Uh, now see, I think you could do I, something about Mary. I would say yes, personally, just because it's a comedy, and you know what? There's a lot. Blazing of, Saddles was a comedy. I mean, it was funny sure. as hell. Well, th- this is why you guys say no, and I yeah. kind of think there is a place for comedy still would to exist. Say, By the way, I was just watching it's, an old western. Things can be uncomfortable for people. Destry rides again. Blazing Saddles ripped that movie off. Tremendously, Jimmy. Well, no one knows Marley that Beach, because right? yeah. 
That's why they listen like to Lurie. Blazing Saddles. They listen to people it, like Destry Rides. It wasn't just the N word, right? It was the whole idea of sure, if you're black, you're the hung f- in a certain way. Talking about farts practically cost me my job at Fox too. Say, so could, yeah, you you want to you want to make a movie? I can barely make a paycheck because I like farts. Could you say Teutonic twat? I mean, fart jokes. Yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's because, in Blazing Saddles because they tried to take over the world. So you can make jokes about Germans. I think it's much easier I, I to make jokes about people in power than it is people who are punching up, baby. Marginalized. To be, I, that, yeah, that's it's punching fair. up. Yeah, Game yeah, of exactly. Thrones was one of the most inappropriate things I think I've ever seen, and it was wildly. And you popular. loved it. And I loved it. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I, I, I remember was inappropriate. You about came it. upstairs covered it. in mud, and you said, "Game of Thrones is on, baby," and I said, "What?" <laughs> I, you know, I, where'd you, you get the mud? I so do you think you did you, freaking cool out there? You think it was inappropriate because of the sexism I and those rape it. scenes? Oh my gosh! I mean, women were yeah. I mean, it was, see, I disagree with you because I think it was very female empowering, considering the most important and powerful characters in Game of Thrones were all women, dragon chicks. No, no, it was great, and they did have great roles. From what I'm talking about is that uh, have we gotten to a point now where we can't make movies? about anything controversial, use Thank controversial you. words. I totally disagree. The movie theaters are full of of movies with violence where you hear... It's, violence has always been okay. But, yeah, That's why but we I love mean, the and NFL. We still hear, here's the thing, and it's awful, and I hate it, but you still hear the N-word in movies. But contextualized? I mean, yeah. depending on how it's used? Well, when I mean, you, you hear, still hear the N-word in, in when music. When you hear a white guy use the N-word, he's a bad guy. When you heard it in Blazing Saddles, it was it was an adjective, it was a pronoun. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you hear somebody in a show now say the N word, he's he's uh, he's like uh, the bad white boss. He's the guy who supplies drugs to the drug dealers. He's a cop or something like that. I mean, I think the times have changed, and I think it could be made I, I, I under certain circumstances. But I don't see Mel Brooks making a movie like. And he made he made a movie. You could say, can you? I mean, he made a movie about Nazis. A couple movies where Nazi jokes were funny. Yeah. And here's a Jewish guy who lived, who's old enough to have been alive when the Holocaust happened. Again, that's punching up. Exactly. Remember, Murray Kempton, one of the greatest columnists in American journalism, said, "There's no excuse for kicking somebody unless he's up." That's right. And I think you're safe if you get somebody who's more powerful than you. I think I will have oh, some more have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? There are a lot of Big Ten coaches under pressure these days. Uh, some of them rightly, some of them wrongly, and some of them for maybe letting some things go on on campus that they shouldn't have. And uh, no, I'm not talking about Mark D'Antonio, although there's a story in the Detroit News this week that's worth looking at that may raise some questions about what Coach D knew and when he knew it and what he did with that information. I'll leave that again to you to decide whether it was appropriate or not. But there's a guy in a valley that's not so happy where some things happened that made people very sad who uh, is... I would say a very strong candidate for Geek of the Week. Uh, for the prosecution, may I introduce my co-counsel, Mr. Mark Fellhauer. What, what about this Jimmy Franklin thing? He well, left Vanderbilt one step ahead of uh, uh, the hammer, and now, oh my goodness. Well, there's new allegations of hazing and abuse in the Penn State locker room of all places. You would I mean, think it's the safest place on earth, right? In- including one of those hazers. Uh, is that the right word, hazers? Do you, can you say hazers and hazies? Um, one of the abusers said, I'm going to Sandusky. So they're well aware of the whole Jerry Sandusky situation. Ouch. The allegation includes, and there's a federal lawsuit now, they're suing the university and James Franklin 
Uh, they claim, the student claimed, the player, uh, that he told James Franklin, and Franklin didn't tell anybody. And I just, you know, my, my jaw just drops because it's Penn State, and he had an issue at Vanderbilt where there was a rape that was videotaped. He told his team he saw it. He later, when he was deposed, said, oh, I, I just lied and said I didn't see it, which was, a, I, and that's a whole other situation. Yeah. But that guy in that place, you think you would report anything and everything. And if these, you know, if this is true, I, I just, I think it's pretty sad that it's happening again. Well, has he come out and denounced this or said, uh, I don't know what happened. We're going to get to the bottom of it, but know this, uh, as, no campus where James Franklin is, is involved will allow this sort of conduct to happen. As of right now, he has not commented on it that I've seen. Well, I'll tell you, the longer it takes, the worse it gets. It's like an infection. So James Franklin, not just for the beating you administered to our respective hometown football teams. You are oh, our too. geek of the week and counting. So Patty P last week said we're doing Facebook Live, which we're going to try and do every week uh, for the foreseeable future. We really appreciate Joe being here to make it happen. Said we should at least be dancing if we're going to do uh, Room 7609. So last night I looked at a very brief instructional video on the floss. And I'm still working on it. <laughs> still working on it. So, so maybe a backpack. Maybe next backpack week. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I looked. At it. I said, "What's the dance with your arms swinging?" And Floss, then the yeah. YouTube said, "How to do the backpack kid dance." I said, "Oh." And then when I looked it up, it said it's the floss. So yeah. Next week, tune in to see some flossing. In the meantime, I'll do the wop. In the meantime, uh, I want to introduce you to a band that I found on my way to looking for something else, and these guys are so obscure. Then when I tried to read up on him, it was it was very difficult to find any uh, any. I mean, Wikipedia was a wasteland. But let me let me let you absorb them for yourself. This is Days of Sorrow with their I guess it's a hit called Travel. Thank you. 
tell you about uh, Days of Sorrow other than I think they're awesome. They are a German group that were at the very uh, beginning of 
of the new wave sort of techno feel. They are newer than Kraftwerk, but younger than uh, everything that came after them. I guess that goes <laughs> without saying. Um, mainly what I want to talk about them is, is who I hear when I hear Days of Sorrow. I hear Joy Division. Yeah. I hear... Bauhaus, I hear some very early Cure, and I hear your typical German new wave techno band where they have a few words of English and you hear them over and over and over again. It's not quite as bad as I'm the operator with my pocket calculator, boop, 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 but um, not not a lot of tremendous depth and subtlety in the lyrics. But uh, is, there, is there anybody in the band that went on to anything else that we would know? Um, I think there was a guy from Sprockets. So why did you pick this song? Because I, 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 I ran across another band I hadn't heard of before called uh, Eleven Pond and really liked them. And then you know how the algorithm kicks something else out. It started playing this Days of Sorrow, and I, I just really got into the music. I really loved it, and I love that it brings me back to even sort of very early New Order, like just post-Joy Division New Order, where there's this band that couldn't be more different than all these other bands but it, it has that. It takes me back to a place, and because I'd never heard them before, when I listen to them, I feel like I'm discovering something. I feel like I'm in the mid '80s all over again, and well, I can't wait to go see these guys you're, you're uh, working right. at a Taco Bell somewhere. Like you said, they have like there's no footprint about them on the internet. No, like you mentioned, no Wikipedia page. There's nothing about them. Yeah, you, you can find some articles about them, but you really have to dig. Um, but I think. In the true sense of Room 7609, this is a new wave band that never got the notice that it deserved. And I don't know that we're going to, uh, we're going to bring them a ton of royalties, but I think that they are worth, um, they are worth uh, thinking about, listening to, rediscovering, maybe discovering for the first time. And I guarantee you that Days of Sorrow will bring you hours <laughs> of joy. Okay, great. Okay, on that note, uh, I just want to thank everybody for Certainly listening. Our I want to thank my wife for coming in and for uh, paying all our bills for the foreseeable future. I think I mentioned that to you before, right? Um, we appreciate if you could donate. We have had several people donate um, to us, which is most generous. You can do that. Uh, how do they do that, Mark? Uh, MLSolaDetroit.com, little donate button. And I think in the future we may come up with some premiums for donors because we uh, really rely on your support. And, of course, please support our sponsors. Check out Zot Ford and Holly. Let them know ML sent you. Call uh, David Hall Financial. That's uh, davidhallfinancial.com. Or call 248-308-5000, I think it is. Let them know Soul of Detroit sent you. And uh, mybookie.ag, promo code S-O-U-L. This is a sponsor we are going to lose if they don't get some response for us. So just start a little itty-bitty accountant. Have some fun out there. Never, ever gamble more than you can afford to lose. Please, we would rather that you keep your house than we keep them as a sponsor. I want to mention, too, that all this information and stories that we talk about are all linked on the well-thought-out, long-thought-out story notes oh, that are also on the way. I a mean, lot of time goes into those. spends so much time on them. Please check out our story notes. <laughs> You'll also see links there to Please. the stories by Sean at the Free Press and Teresa Baldus, our special guest. And we'd appreciate if you would rate us. We're almost up to 400 ratings on iTunes. Rate us on whatever service you find us on. Please subscribe to the podcast, and we have a new 
episode, it pops up. And please share us with your friends. Let people know that we're back, that you're enjoying what we're doing. And if you don't enjoy it, I guess even if you do, send us a note. Let us know. You can contact us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. And you can call us at 313-Butterfield-8-89070. That's 313-288-9070. You have been listening to the Red Shovel Network, home of the No BS News Hour with Charlie the Duff. Uh, no filter sports, and of course the Drew and Mike show. And uh, Cyrus knows what you do with the red shovel. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? That was the appetizer for our next main course, as served up here in the Red Shovel Network. The finding of a girl's body on the rocks lining a stretch of ocean beach near Fundale is the start of a strange and fascinating story of love and death. A tale that should find you right back in your seats next time when our old friend M.L. Elric tells you of a wild night on foggy seal rocks and the girl who was married to a murderer. This is Mark Falhauer closing the doors of the soul of Detroit. Good night. Sleep tight. (laughs) 